We met, first of all, over the phone, and it was one of those things, it's, it's such a difficult thing to have to ask the questions that you need to ask in order to do her justice in the film. You know, her husband had been murdered, you know, pretty much a year before we first spoke, and it was, you know, you're going to be talking about intense memories and romantic things, you know, hard things to discuss. But Taya was so open and loving and kind of from the offset said that, you know, I know you need to ask these questions and anything I can give you, I will. And we just loved each other from the start. Yeah, immediately. Now, of course, Taya, the book was already out, Chris, and I guess the movie was sort of in play mm -hmm. first, right, before Correct. His, his death. Um, when did you find out, though, that uh, Fiona was going to play you? It, you know, it was after Quint was chosen as the director, and he said he wanted to meet me first to before he cast somebody. And, you know, I remember talking to people at, you know, Jason Hall, and they were asking me, who would I want to play me? And I was like, you know, I have no idea. The, the only person I could think of was Sandra Bullock. You know, I'm like, I don't know, she's kind of goofy. She can, you know, cry well and, you know, all that stuff. But, you know, and they're like, yeah, no, that's not going to work for this. And um, and so... She's know, got brown hair. Yeah, well, she's got brown Terrible hair. Terrible casting agent. She lives in Austin. I mean, I yeah, throw her in there. Yeah, she does, yeah. So, all right, um, sorry, Taya. Yeah, <laughs> and they brought me somebody from freaking London, out of country. Like, yeah, what? exactly. She spoke no. to me, she was like... No, no. It, but you know what? It, uh, so I just, I, I said... Look, the only thing I truly, if I had my, my way, it would be somebody who's experienced some sort of heartbreak in their life and that somebody that preferably is a mother. But I know actresses are supposed to be able to play anything. I just thought that that would make it a little bit more real and powerful. Knowing Sienna like I know her now, she could play something she's never experienced before, clearly. But, um, but I, I, maybe I just needed that reassurance that somebody had that kind of heart or that kind of wisdom in their life. And so they, they cast Sienna, and, you know, I was immediately looking at pictures, you know, and so here she is, this, like, gorgeous, blonde, you know, <laughs> beautiful human being, and I'm thinking, well, that's kind of cool. Like, you oh know, they're gonna, I'm going to have some, like, somebody totally hot um, play me, and then they totally dumbed down her looks for the movie. And I was like, I don't know if I should be offended by this or, like, you know, I'm like, seriously? Like, you know, when somebody plays, you, like, glam it up. No, because you know I, I mean? just had a baby in uh -huh. it, so that was a lot of that was uh -huh. my decision. Yeah, it's those it was cameras good. It was at the totally end. real. No, it's but totally the real. first post-baby, like, we're not looking our best at that Right, point. exactly, right. I mean, I wore Jimmy Choo's out of the hospital, but no. Did you? Girl, I can't even afford it. Jimmy Choo's. <laughs> I went for the pink filio tracksuit. I was yeah. like, I want to. Yes, no, that that actually is very, very true. Though after you have a baby, clearly. Um, I mean, I'm I'm being somewhat, you know, silly about this, but no, it it um, it it was um, it was very appropriately done for for the life and the events that were going on during that time. And um, the first time that that I talked to her and everybody after their, they saw um, her audition for the role called me and said like, no, she nailed it. Like, absolutely, like, this is, there's no doubt this is the person. And so then when I talked to her the first time on the phone, I was like, oh, man, this is so cool. Because it felt really, truly very natural. And um, I could tell that she has the heart and the soul and understands things on a much deeper level, if that makes sense. And I think you can talk to some people who are listening and going, okay, no, I can do this or that. And it was just, um, it, you know, Sienna has a depth in her, truly, in her soul, in her character, who she is. And so... Um, that that alone made me more comfortable, and um, when I would talk about funny things, we laughed. You know, when I talk about sad things, we cried together. Um, so it just it was it was just uh, really an honor to have her bring our story to the screen. Truly.
And of course, you know, there's a responsibility when you're playing a real person. Yeah. Yeah, there's a huge responsibility. We all felt completely invested in the story and and wanted to do right by Chris and Taya and their family. And uh, I think, you know, we were aware of the fact that this will probably play a hand in how the children remember their father. You know, it was a hugely important story to get right. And knowing that Taya could then watch the film afterwards was really daunting because, uh, yeah. Um, but you can't, at that point, at a certain point, you just have to trust your director and it being Clint Eastwood, you just do, so. Hi there, maybe you're in the mood for a delicious cup of coffee or a soothing cup of relaxing and always flavorful fruit tea. How about some scrumptious crunchy granola or maybe some organic and all natural candy for that sweet tooth. We've got all that and much more. Check out our amazing brands on Rob. And that's with two B's, fbc.com. Again, the website is robbfbc.com. What was it like watching this movie, seeing you portrayed by Sienna, seeing Bradley Cooper as Chris? I mean, just, could you could you watch it through the first time without crying or... or yeah, you know, it's interesting because um, the first time I saw it was, you know, at Warner Brothers and I just had a couple of people with me and I told myself going in, I'm not going to set expectations of myself. I'm not going to expect to cry, to not cry. I'm just going to go and let it be very organic. And um, so the minute the first, the sound came up and the opening scene came on, I started bawling. <laughs> it had nothing to do with anything other than like, it's oh, beginning. Yeah, like it's <laughs> happening. Like, oh my gosh. And then I had this moment of like, I really wish Chris was here. And then I thought, you know, then I, I lost it and I thought, you know what? Because, if, you know, he should be here. And, and then I stopped that. That's where I didn't let things go organically because I, you know, I can't, that's not what this is right now. Right now we're watching the movie and, and I just was so focused on Chris truly that, you know, I was watching with an analytical mm -hmm. eye and, um, you know, critical eye and, with a lot of um, peace on the one hand because I knew it couldn't be any better than it was going to be because the people involved had the heart, the talent, you know, the care for this movie. And at the same time, even though it was the best it was ever going to be, I didn't know what that was. And so I wanted to, you know, still make sure that it was honoring Chris because he deserves it, in my opinion. And, um, and so, you know, it... I watched it and I felt, um, you know, happy that they got it right. Um, there were some scenes between Bradley and Sienna that I didn't expect to really get me, but they got me because it was um, just very real, you know. Um, and they they did so much to just get it so right that, um, you know, seeing Sienna cry or seeing the vulnerability in her, it just... Um, I don't know. You know, I think I masked it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, like, for, for her to be out there and showing in the way that she did was powerful. Um, but I left the movie thinking it really doesn't matter about anybody else in this movie. It's called American Sniper for a reason. It's Chris's story. And it's about him. And Bradley nailed it. I mean, truly, you know, for somebody I spent all the years looking at and watching and in awe of, you know, Chris, to... to to be able to say that somebody else did such a good job playing him, I think is the highest compliment I can give them because I would have been extremely critical and, and he nailed it. Um, so it's uh, it's been a really neat experience, honestly, and yes, emotional. 
um, the premiere, or you know, last night. I got through the whole movie just enjoying it. I wanted to, after I saw it at Warner Brothers and went through that analytical mode, I just wanted to go and just enjoy the movie, and I did. Um, and I got choked up still a few times. Um, and then at the end, I thought, okay, I'm gonna be okay. And I collected myself and went out and we did the after party and had a, you know, had a great time. And then I, I was able to celebrate with, so I was on this roller coaster. <laughs> um, you were allowed to yeah, be. Yeah, it was so, so Then we had all these people that have loved Chris and me and um, from, from the film, but also from our life. You know, they flew out for this event and that was such an honor to see our close friends taking their time, their money, and coming out to New York to be part of it. So, you know, it sort of ended with this nice cherry on top of a really messy Sunday, you know, of, <laughs> of good, bad, painful, yeah. fantastic, you know, but, but last night it was great. This is a celebration of his life. It really is. As senseless as his death was. Yes. So we can celebrate this man who kept us all safe, mm -hmm. but there's always the spouse at home. Mm -hmm. And I think that had to be, I mean, that's a big responsibility too, just because, I mean, you got, you're here, mm -hmm. but you also have all the other wives and, and the husbands who have to stay back home. Yeah. So did you think about that when you were playing it? I did, you know, it's nothing I'd given that much thought to before, if I'm really honest. I'd thought about war and I thought about servicemen and women and, and the sacrifices they're making. I'd never really thought what I now feel, which is that the people left behind are making pretty much an equal sacrifice in letting their, their loved ones be apart. And for Taya raising two children, knowing that her husband is in incredibly kind of active combat zones, really dangerous situations, not knowing really every single day whether he was going to survive. That's an immense amount of pressure to be living with and to be raising children. I mean, I have a daughter and I just, I, her resilience and the resilience of those left behind it is so overwhelming. So that is, uh, I think, an important element of this movie. It's very important. And so, you know, when I said that it's all about Chris, and I, I meant that in, You're right. in yeah. what I saw there, but I think that the, the bigger picture and what Chris would want, what he did want, what we found with the book and what I want is for it to be authentic enough that it represents all military families. And there is an element to our story that is, well, I mean, our story is what it is. It is the same. It's a shared common experience as, you know, everybody who has their spouse overseas in combat. And then the, the subtle differences or the specific details that are different, um, I don't think detract from people's ability to relate because there's this greater battle that you fight on the home front just as much as there is, you know, in war. It's a common, it's a common thing. For, you, know, I, you know, in um, American Gun, which was Chris's second book, there's a story about the Civil War and there's a sniper and he's there because he's chosen to, to do this job and he does it well and then he leaves and he goes back home to be with his family. And, you know, I don't even think that was an intentional story. It was just literally that was some information that they had from this guy and I thought, you know, the wars change and the tools change, but humanity is the same. It's, there's always gonna be evil. There are always gonna be people who are willing to take on the um, heavy, heavy price of fighting that evil. And there will always be people who love them on the other side that are paying a different price. Yeah. And um, that just doesn't change. So I, I sort of feel like this story is also timeless because it's been happening for years. It'll be happening for hundreds of other years. And I hope that it does justice by showing the good, 
you know, the hard, the difficult, and also the success and the triumph of love, really, in the end. And, and um, you know, when people love each other and they're willing to fight for it through anything in life, it's a beautiful thing. And even if you're not in the military, you know, people are going to have struggles in their marriages. If they're married for 50 years, something is going to happen along the way. And so I hope that other people can relate in that way, too. This has been a Rob Radio Network production. Check out our website at rrn.robbent.com. Thank you for listening.